Welcome to com- Straight to the Point, completely off topic. You're here today with your host, uh, you know, fuck me, who you already know. And this is our good friend, Uriel Winfrey. Uriel Winfrey, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm fantastic. I just learned oh. your last name today. <laughs> doing great. You're doing great. Is that what, what, about knowing you for, it's, it's been at least three to four years, I'd say, right? Maybe more, maybe more like uh, seven. Yeah, it's actually been like seven going on eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, I'm bad with time, by the way. Uh, I had my wife, God bless her. You know, she doesn't even um, get mad at me when I don't remember our anniversary. Well, you know, what are you or how do? many what years? Gonna, what are you going to do? Beat a dead horse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah she knows there's no there's no saving me somehow I, I i used to have this um love of all kinds of shit in my brain like i used to put stuff in there and then i don't know i had to make room for other things and so i got rid of my concern about dates yeah i mean that's some dates you want to keep in your head, I feel like. Um, I was just talking to about this concept to a friend the other day about just like carrying things in your head. Like when you move like furniture, sometimes you have to unload some of that old furniture and old things in your head. Like you got to just uh, make room for it. Uh, but I feel like that is an important date that you might want to keep in your, your, your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I, 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 I'm going to try and wrap my head around the idea of moving stuff in my front. I feel like sometimes I threw out the second story window then. Okay. Let's start <laughs> Does off that with, make any what sense? Your, what's your, I was like, this your, is taking up date? space. What's the date? What's the date? Um, of what? Of, of when, when I was married? Yes. I'm pretty sure it was February 11th, <laughs> the second time that we were married. But we were married prior to that. And so... Um, and we were we were married because I'm an idiot. Can we get a confirmation <laughs> well, from me. Candy, please? Can we get a confirmation from Candy? She's not even. We got our granddaughter over, so she's watching us. This is the one time she is not listening to anything I say. This is hilarious oh, for me. Wow. She, she can't come in and put the whip down and be like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, we're completely raw, All unfiltered. Right. Let's get it. <laughs> um. <laughs> You're a really one of the reasons I want. First off, I love having my friends on the show, so of course that's why I want to be on. Second, you're a multifaceted artist. I'm not wrong there. It's not no. just the glasses that you're working with, because I didn't even know you're working with glasses. I thought you were just doing modeling. Are you in d- design form or something? No, I'm just, I'm just, we're, I'm an ambassador, and I try to, um, you know, help them with. Uh, whatever I can. Um, it's more like a family to, to be honest. Um, it's more like a villain arts family, huh? It's more it, like a family. It feels like that. Yeah. I, I'm trying to actually get them to come on the villain arts tour to help, uh, the artists to get free eye exams for the artists. And basically they just use my code for a discount, uh, for their glasses. Uh, so what do I do? Artists, I, I, I go to the thing, uh, you know, what? hold up. I'm getting off point. Also, you are a tattoo artist. A traveling yeah, tattoo artist yeah. as well. You own a yeah. tattoo shop in Brooklyn. I'm not wrong I own there, am I? Two two shops in Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, good lord, look at you! Uh, and then what? You got to compete against yourself. Brooklyn's a big place, I guess, huh? It is. There's enough tattoos to go around. Um, and then also though, you're an actor. 
And am I wrong in thinking that you dabble in music? You are correct. I more dabble in acting and I'm more of a musician. Okay. Man, I'm so far off. No, you it's, it's okay. It's still, I'm getting close. It. I should probably do a Wikipedia on people like this before I have them on. I should research. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I've known you for so long and we I don't know, we only briefly talk about these things. So I'm also excited to learn about it because this is kind of new for me. I knew that you were doing some acting. And they liked you and they brought you back as a reoccurring character. Am I wrong? In some vampire show or something? Um, no, it wasn't a reoccurring uh, character, um, which would be tight. Shout outs to BET. Um, basically, <laughs> Give me some reoccurring yeah. roles. Yeah, that'd be really tight. Um, it was a TV show called Tales, um, which was uh, is owned by um, an, a director, an artist uh, named um, Irv Gotti. And um, my oldest brother was the director for the uh, film and asked me while we were at the Villain Arts uh, Atlanta convention, if I would uh -huh. audition uh, for a role. Um, right so I, left, I left the convention and I went and auditioned and I got the role. <laughs> a little nepotism or you did good, huh? I did good. I did really good. Um, and basically... I knew the I'm sorry. I knew that we've talked before about your brother and your own relationship. So I, I actually doubt any nepotism there because I know he wanted to make it work hard. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, he wants me to work hard. So that's cool. You know, like there's no mm -hmm. handouts. There's no handouts in life. So that's not what this was. This was me trying to learn how to act like and, and really jump back in it and really, you know, put in effort. So you get the role while we're down there in Atlanta. I think I was, I would remember your, you i remember that weekend i'm pretty sure seems yeah. like they weren't they also filming something that weekend like uh i don't know they bad, had a bunch of people in this bad boys 18 or something right yeah i think that was the same weekend <laughs> right on that's so <laughs> awesome man but it wasn't for bad boys this was for what show uh tales on bet oh you already said that see that's uh -huh. i keep on throwing the furniture right out it's the window okay. We're going to get it organized. We're going to feng shui that brain. You think you can? I think we can. This is a we thing, not an I. Oh, damn. See, I don't even want to, though. That's the desire. Like, I feel I feel like we all live in a simulation anyways, and I'm just figuring this thing out. And and since, I mean, the, the theory is going around. Smarter people than me said it. And what I really think is, like, some people would say, I'm an NPC, non-playable character, in the dream of Elon Musk or somebody like that, Bill Gates or somebody like that that's high up because, obviously, they got money. But really, I believe they're just there for my entertainment. And since money's imaginary, I recognize somewhere in there that I don't give a fuck to get in some stupid rat race about it. And I'm just going to enjoy my gel-filled bath from whatever doctors or aliens are harvesting the energy from my awesome, awesome dreams. Kyle, I support you, my brother, whatever you want to do. <laughs> I got you, dog. <laughs> right on. The unfortunate part is that that makes other people the NPC players do. So, but in recognizing that, whatever programmers programming it, they programmed my life with some of the best NPC players. And I believe you are one of them. Well, I appreciate that. I truly do. <laughs> right on. So we get the role. We're in the movie Tales or the show Tales. It's on BET, um, so it must be a, a reoccurring show, a show. It's a reoccurring show, but each um, episode is different. They take a premise from a song in hip hop 
and they make they make that episode into uh a, the, the premise basically of the episode like for example my episode was called moonlight and mm-hmm. it was special because it represented the loss of a young artist by the name of xx tentencion um the way it correlated with okay. the director and me is that my brother uh unfortunately lost his son and uh and um at a young age and so it was this kind of like real, oh, not not part of the movie or the show. No, Your not brother's part of not the Garrett, show. You really did. Yeah, yeah. The family yeah. lost. You know, he lost his son. So yeah. it was really devastating. Through this, yeah, it was devastating, man. And you know, um, I commend him for for really just fighting. You know, just to survive. Mm-hmm. Like it's really heartbreaking. I I don't know what I would do if I lost my son. Then this isn't some comedy or something like that. You had no, to do I acting. Actually, I actually have acting credits. Um, I was the antagonist. So I was the third actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, basically, I had to study the role of... Um, there's a movie uh, called The Town, and uh, there's a brother in there, and he's just, like, off-hinged and wants to rob banks and stuff. So I had to study his character. I also had to study um, uh, Keith or Sutherland. Um, okay. Uh, uh, I had to study his character from the lost boys okay because um, that's who you were kind of being was the cool bad the guy cool bad guy vampire yeah wow oh dude and you got to be the key for southern role i haven't seen the town but that's iconic of some sorts yeah yeah so um i was how really many times have we face. seen that guy's face tattooed on somebody yes now that face. as a vampire from that role <laughs> So you you recreated some, but this is a, a vampire movie. But you say, I'm sorry, I'm getting off track, way off track. It has to do with your brother's loss as well. Well, it, it correlates. You know, it's the loss mm-hmm. of an artist, um, a young artist named XX Tentencion, and his song is called Moonlight. So um, they made it into a vampire film, and um, it was an ode to both XXX Tentencion and my nephew uh, Brian. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we, we I think we always it's really it's it's a beautiful thing to find uh, a purpose in such a dark place. Um, and especially as only- art, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It, it's very hard for us, um, I think. Um, and my brother's an artist, too. You know, he's a he's a director. He's, he makes art, visual art. And he does music, he, too. Am I wrong? Or he used to do uh, music videos for for people. Uh, yeah, he's been um, an avid um, supporter and contributor to the hip hop community in a group uh, called Outcast. He um, has done pretty much majority of their larger body of work uh, as far as visuals go. Um, I like how you say say it like a group X Outcast and a person named Extension. Like like there is no other reference to him. These are big names. <laughs> every, right that's huge you're like yeah, a, a group named oh you might heard a little group called outcast <laughs> i'm just that, you know to be honest i have four brothers and three sisters i'm the youngest out of all of them and um <clears throat> i really i i, I kind of have that michael jackson mentality man i just trying to get out there and do it the most and the best and the biggest and in any direction um so i can leave a legacy uh for uh my future family and um yeah that's that's my goal 
Fuck yeah. And and this was a part of it that you're done with now, or you plan on doing more and more roles? You, you got an agent yet? I don't. I'm currently looking for an agent. Um, but on my own, I was I'm able to get a lot of these little tiny roles um, and credits um, to build up my resume. Um, but I definitely mm-hmm. am in the market for somebody to help put their arms around my music. Um, I do have a. Uh, I'm signed. I have a distribution deal with Sony Orchard, um, and I'm I'm an independent artist, just doing everything on my own as far as acting and uh, traveling with Villain Arts and modeling. And um, <clears throat> oh, you taking your clothes off? You got a fans only? Is that what we're nah, looking at? I am not. <laughs> not yet. I can't pay for pictures of your feet, huh? Okay. Oh, uh, not right. yet. It's coming though. It's coming. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I keep joking because, uh, man, if anybody wanted a picture of my gnarled ass feet and they were going to give me money, <laughs> they got to give you some money, baby. Well, <laughs> happily, yeah, so happy. Like, and, and Candy says there's there's some creepers in some of my uh, my feeds <laughs> that are talking about it. So I'm, I'm not saying we ain't putting this together, you know. <laughs> it's not a no. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not a no. If you need, uh, uh, I'm not above farting in a jar. Right? <laughs> Am oh, I wrong? Is some of these things that people are able to make money off nowadays, even <laughs> NFTs? Are you, are, are you dabbling in the NFTs? I am dabbling in them. I have created um, a body of work, about 100 NFTs. Me uh, and uh, my partner, um, we are collaborating with a company called Zedge. Um, okay. Uh, and we... Um, yeah, we're featured artists on there, um, and we have the opportunity to uh, give the opportunity to other tattooers to make NFTs and screensavers and stuff that people uh, on their network um, <clears throat> kind of uh, use, um, and for artists like ourselves to make some extra money uh, off of our art in the digital age that we're in. Are you, do you have a theme to them? What, what's your, what's your way about um, this? So the, for my NFTs, um, I used a friend, uh, her name is Rain. Um, I used her as a reference um, and I made uh, 50 other um, women uh, in her likeness with different tattoos and different hairstyles and skin complexions um, just to, um, you know, showcase the world of tattoos and the different styles of tattoos and the different mm-hmm. cultures within tattooing. Um, she, yeah, she's a tattoo artist as well. Uh, she was a, she's she's an aspiring, tattoo. aspiring uh, artist, tattoo artist. She's a visual artist as well. Um, yeah, dope art um, altogether. But she was a muse, and basically, I used uh, her um, as that concept to create these other. Um, nft these women um it's it's pretty where do, dope where do i see them at um you'll be able to or get them, on, buy them you'll have to you you'll be able to see them on zedge um and it like i said you just download the zedge. app uh-huh and you could um look up either my name or hades inquisition which is my shop's name um and it'll pop up um there we're working out some bugs because this is like i said this is new territory uh, for all of them and us, 
Um, so please be patient, but they're there uh, out there. There are some NFTs available. Um, and Jesse already. Smith and, uh, and Frank Lenatra both are uh, involved in the NFTs and they're creating some kind of universe or world with theirs. And I, I think if I understand it right, they're planning on having them be some kind of interactive thing where like you could get tickets to events or uh, deals so, yeah, on seminars from, yeah, from owning it. On. That's going on right now in the metaverse. Um, awesome. Basically like people are buying property. Like you can have, I mean, think about this, a mm -hmm. tattoo shop in the metaverse. What is it? It seems crazy, but yes, I, I live in a simulation, so I should not be. So you should, you should relate to this, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, it's a whole nother simulation. Just is it possible this, that this title. simulation will finally picture, think that it is not a simulation and that there this. will be. And, mm -hmm. Picture this, Kyle, you have your yeah. tattoo shop in the metaverse and you're sitting there in the metaverse and you're waiting for a client to come in and a walk-in comes in and says, Hey, Kyle Dunbar, uh, how much for a tattoo? What would you say? Uh, and then I make an NFT to put on their arm or something that they carry around. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Where does it start pricing it? Because, again, uh, I'm already ready to put farts in jars. So <laughs> I think we need depends, the farts right? in jar NFTs ASAP from you. <laughs> <laughs> and each jar has different colored scents of farts in it. So you have the yellows, the greens. The different but you know me. I have started, I've thought of an NFT, but it, I don't know. I'm a dick. You know me, I'm a dick. So <laughs> I mean, I don't mean I to be a dick. I walked up to you. I mm -hmm. walked up to you while you were having dinner and I looked at you. You looked at me. You were looking at something and you literally ignored the shit out of me. Mind you, I had a, a mask on, but you didn't realize yeah. it for a hot like, no, you love doing that stuff to me. I didn't just ignore you. When I, I, I said hi. I made an acknowledgement of you, but then I didn't I didn't engage at all with you anymore. It's like, oh, it's a person. And then you took your mask off, and I'm like, oh, it's Uriel. You, and you're always doing that kind of stuff to me. And actually, this kind of brings me to my NFT somewhat. Why, why you dressed in white face one time for Halloween? No, I was Kanye's thoughts. <laughs> Is that what you were? Yes, I was Kanye. <laughs> oh my God, you're so crazy, brother. I love uh... you so much. <laughs> well, so I, I, I've had to reconcile this at times with, with friends of mine. You know, honkies are honkies, right? <laughs> okay. And so there's a certain reconciliation. People would, would be mad about this at some point. And my understanding of it is is far different. Uh, one thing for a person to dress in blackface um, when he is a power, when when he is from like my, from for we're honkies and there's a privilege that is exists inside of that because of the majority and the power and privilege that exists in the white people's uh, genre or whatnot. I don't know that it's so bad for someone to dress or to experience that. If you are going from your place of privilege and going down and kind of like hanging up, you, you know what I mean? Then it's almost like you're uh, making fun of, you follow me, or are you trying to get the benefit of or something? 
So I, I, I feel like I understand it. Yeah. However, when when you did it as Kanye's thoughts, obviously there's nothing to be mad about. And that brings me my NFT. I'm sorry. It, it, I, I put uh, I want to I want to do a series of NFT of dollar bills of the faces on the outer of, of the bills in blackface. So the portraits from our dollar bill are, are uh, ten dollar or twenty and are hundred and fifty too. Who's on the fifty? Grant. I don't think Grant owned slaves though, so I probably wouldn't do him. But you follow me? Any slave owner, I want to put him in blackface because I want people to have to talk about the fact that we have in a I don't know a deity figure. You know, what I mean a god thing that we all worship money of some sort. You know, it is our lifeblood. And we got people that own slaves on ours. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a reconciliation there of some port that, that it only becomes okay when we can have these conversations. If people are like, we can't talk about that. Shut the fuck up, Kyle. That, you no, know what I mean? We, can. we most certainly can talk about it. We most cer certainly can talk about it. And if that's your, if that is your motive and that is your awareness, oh, 100%. you doing that, then, then I don't see why there would be a problem. I could see why other people might see that that would be a problem coming from you just because you're white. That's just off right. top. But, right, um, and, the, and they are white. And so it, there is, is a black community, I imagine. A small percentage of them, I think, could be mad by this. But I think because it's framed from the dollar bill portraits, you know, it's got the lines on it and everything. It's straight up from the dollar. It becomes a thought. And then uh, and you don't know me as the artist when you look at this art. Now, as a as a honky, I know a lot of my honky friends would be mad because of some sort they're scared of denigrating the hero worship that we have for these founding fathers. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think the, I feel like the backlash there from man, I, is it wrong for me to say honky? I feel like I can say that. My let's not just say. Right. Let's just not say that. Okay, we just not, not say it. Okay, okay. White people. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm probably enjoying it like a. Like, like sometimes like you're almost hurting somebody with a word. It's, sometimes I'll get around black people and they'll say that it, they'll drop the N word so much. It feels like they're trying, trying to wait for me to say it, to, to smack bad. Up or something. You know, <laughs> I, I don't realize that I'm doing that kind of stupid stuff. The, the words don't hurt me so much as, as thoughts, of course, you know, and, and, and I guess that's what we're even learning nowadays as so many refrains to rap music is an n-word that a white kid has a hard time singing along to sometimes but i'm gaming online and all these white kids are, are dropping the and like it's like it's so commonplace i'm actually kind of happy about it because i think it's becoming to a point where that's going to weaken the word no 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 chill well no i don't mean they're not saying like a racist i'm just gonna say this it's not for them it's not for you guys to say off top like we've been through so much for so long like it is our word now and with, the a, with that soft a as well no yeah with the soft or hard r it don't matter like it just doesn't matter like it's our word. Oh, i love talking to you about this it's but, our word it's our word like you you guys have used it too much it's already been beaten to the ground and honestly we take we took it back it's our word so when you when you sit there and you see little white kids uh, glorifying our struggles and like I get it like yeah that's cool and all we live this life though you know what I mean this is not this is not like do you believe that from. it's do you believe that when they say this word that they are in any way I don't believe let me say that I guess like when I hear them say it 
there is no compunction about race or color. They're talking about, they might, I say motherfucker all the time. So like if I kill a motherfucker on the game, I just killed this motherfucker and they, they drop the N word, but they're not saying it or, or even their teammates. I should even point out, you know, like, Hey, N word, get over here. I don't say it because I understand that. I, I don't want to. Do you follow? Like, I, I, get I want it. Trust the me, word I to get have it. no I power. I know a lot of kids. I know a mm -hmm. lot of kids who say it and they're not supposed to say it. I, I look at them <laughs> sideways. I'm like, really? Like, you sound stupid. Like, you really look dumb. Like, stop saying it. You look dumb. It's air cringy. Just stop saying well, what it. Of, what of the music? So I'm listening to Kanye West, your thoughts. Okay. <laughs> I'm listening to what you dressed up as Halloween. And um, and I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but I can't sing the rest of this lyric. No, you can't because it's not for you. Oh, come on. No, it's not for you, it's, my guy. He I wrote it you. for me. He didn't say, hey, I'm only selling this to black people. All right. Well, if you want to identify with being a broke nigga, then go ahead and say that word. Then. Um. It ain't the identifying with, it's a song at some point too, right? Like, so when I listen to one of my favorite songs written about Maya Rudolph, uh, <laughs> loving you is easy because you're beautiful. And at the end, it, it ends with Maya Rudolph's name, actually. Maya, 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 Maya. Um, beautiful song. Uh, and now I completely forget where I'm going with it. Oh, when I sing that song, I'm not thinking about that i'm just singing along and that's you know the I mean? problem and that's the problem mm -hmm. you guys th there's no thinking being involved there's no thinking and but I think isn't that actually a point where martin luther king's dream is being recognized or not being recognized but if that word exists it, here's i guess how i frame the whole thing and i apologize to take any window i want to give you some time to speak i'm, I'm cutting you off um but if Martin Luther King's dream is to be realized, one of the things that I think has to happen is the N-word has to lose power. But for it to lose power, it needs to be said freely or not said freely, thought nothing of. When All my right, kid so was growing up, I, I, he said fuck one time. We never acknowledged it as a swear word. He never said it again, never cared about it. Okay. You, know, you know what I Okay. So uh, we were, when were we, when were we in Chicago, Kyle? Oh, geez. Now you're going to ask me dates. But recently, very recently, it was like last weekend, three weekends okay. ago. I got called a nigger at the bar uh. I was sitting at, um, at the hotel that I was staying at. This guy came up to my not your friend, okay. not my friend, not my friend, not the person that I don't got know. To? He wanted to fight. Yes, he wanted to fight. This is the situation that happened. Right. And this is still happening. Like this is happening recently. Right. This is something that I have to go through on the road and see uh, angry faces at conventions across from me sometimes. And I'm like wondering, why are they mad at me? And then come to find out, oh, they're, you know, they're one percenters or they're, that, or they're racist as fuck. And like, you know what I mean? Like this, this right. shit is still happening. Right. This shit is still happening. Minding my own business in, in mm -hmm. company of other tattooers and other people. This is still happening in public. Your family. Amongst your family, my Amongst opinion. My you're, you're, family. I feel like you're my family, like like anybody on the road is. Like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to fight this guy now because he's the one that called me that, and like he wants to fight me because he's mad at me because I'm black? And like, I'm like, to, like what? What is, what is what is what is wrong with motherfuckers today? This is like, at the bar. This is at your booth. No, this this is at my hotel. At the bar at the hotel. 
He's got to be drunk as well, though. And he's a tattoo. Not, not, I'm know, not, the I'm tattooer, not. He's got mad tattoos. He's got, he oh, looks shit. like either a collector or a See, tattooer. that's my next thought was hoping that he was not, he was outside. He was of. with, he was with the group. He Our was group. with us. Yes. He was <laughs> amongst one of us. It's yeah. amazing that ignorance is what it is. And, and I feel like racism is the very basis of like every bit of it is an ignorant thought that doesn't want. So my fear, not my fear, but my feeling about the N word, when we, when, when, when you got Voldemort, the word, the name that should not be said, you didn't take the power away from it. You actually gave power to it. And I feel something similar. So when you get these ignorant minded people, born and or bred in not bred, I shouldn't say bred, but um, taught through their family lineage, ignorance of racism. They can gather together. And when they feel the N word said, it's cathartic to them. There's no black people around and they start to have hate and they start having meaning and purpose for their lives. And it's all pure ignorance. But I feel like because of that word, not being allowed to be spoken in society in the same equality uh, from from color to, to color, it actually sets up a cathartic feeling for them. So even though you can control the word and how it's used around you, or you can attempt to by people's dignity and, and like me not saying it, because I know that people aren't ready. My friends, you yourself, are not ready for me to say anything like that. And I have no problem changing that in, in my life, right? If I don't have to listen to Kanye West, it's no problem for me. However, um, <laughs> If, if if you go to see a Chappelle show, there's this cathartic feeling when he, for everybody of a mixed race in there, is, is dropping the N-word. And he'll drop you the hard R. You know how he does. And you can feel that laughter because people are coming together. They're having tolerance. They're having understanding. They're feeling equal inside of their laughter of this thing that would normally be the elephant in the room that he exposes so beautifully with his comedy, you know, like racism. He's just like racism. It's funny. And all these white and black people come together and they laugh at it. And I believe it helps them come. So my, my fear of the N word and the power that we give to it is, is that like, I feel good. I know you didn't fight the guy, right? I am. No, of course not. No, of course not. I didn't fight the guy. Unfortunately, it had that power over you. I look forward to the day that you can look at the fucker and be like, you know, you could just as easily call me a chair and you'd still look just as stupid because you ain't sitting in me, bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that word has no power over me. Like it, it, it does, I believe, start with each individual person and how you decide to go about your life. So I, I don't harbor ill will against these young white kids I'm playing online with when their their whole thing is hip hop. They are hip hop. I don't understand the culture. I'm, I'm like Stevie Wonder and, and old days stuff. I love that, you know, but um, they're, they're, they're hip hop culture. And I think it is more emulating and as some form flattery which I know don't <laughs> that's, sound not, that's not what the culture is though that's not the culture is not some little white kid uh playing Fortnite talking about nigger this nigger that that's not the hip-hop culture that's that is not the culture 
No, all. but it is the culture that they have assimilated. Are you follow me? Like I know they're living yeah. in, in the in the suburbs uh, in many cases. Like like let's imagine what we would almost think of as being the worst stereotypical white kid living in the suburbs, lowering his car down to the ground, putting an annoying um, glass pack muffler in the thing that that makes whistle noises down the road, uh, bumping loud uh, Kanye West throughout the whole neighborhood, right? <laughs> Those people in his neighborhood, those white people, they dislike him. And not that and they dislike him for many of the things that is hip hop culture and that he feels he is bred it. You know what I mean? I'm not I, I don't know how I how I want I, I want to afford everybody, I guess, some amount of mercy and some attempt to understand them. And in that, I I, I feel like I have to see that this guy is maybe wrong to put himself in those places. Right. But maybe I'm wrong to put my tattoos on myself. I, I feel a stigma that it gets attached to my tattoos on my hand, you know, especially the one I can't cover my neck. So, like, I chose a stigma of sorts. It isn't the same, but I have to kind of have an understanding for that kid now in the neighborhood who all those white people are pissed at. Him. Well, because there's a difference between appreciation and what is it appropriation there's an there's an amount of appropriation there for sure like he's he's almost trying to take on the struggle but in some sense isn't he saying i want to be accepted in this community yeah i mean and there's room for him in this community in hip-hop there's definitely room but it's got to come from an authentic place you can't be right. out here on some b-rad all goofy ass like no nah, that's not gonna fly and People certainly when i talk cool. about it in my conversation saying like these kids are online the drop the, the reference is lost somewhat too or what seems to me to be a harmless i shouldn't say harmless because i understand the implications of i try to understand all the implications of this going on that's what it's the whole like, dollar bill with a black face on it is for is for me is to try like, it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like um, me going to uh, a Deftones concert and there's nothing but white people there. And they're like, what is this black dude out here listening to rock? Like, who is this guy? Do you get you know, that? It's, it's, it's kind of like, f- I don't know. I feel like I've experienced something you're not like i don't know I, I i feel like i feel other people when i see black people at rock concerts that i'll go to or whatnot they're they're far younger i don't go to concerts anymore um but there there is a feeling of me there's like acceptance and, and I, I i have an admiration i guess that i don't know how i would feel at a rap concert you know what yeah, i mean if, did you know if, that if, black if the numbers change started black people started rock and roll oh 100 percent and, so, and I, so I don't weird. try to take that's that away weird. from the scenario. It's, it's weird. It's, it's, yeah. it's weird when like people are like, yo, what, what is this black guy doing appreciating rock and roll? <laughs> it's awesome. It's, I, <laughs> I personally love it. I, I think, I, I mean, we're all better when we eventually are gray. Am I wrong? <laughs> when, when there's a race of gray people, I don't know that I'm wrong. <laughs> you know, was it? There was, there's a, there was a rock song by the, some throwing copper band, the band that made that album throwing copper, whatever they were. But they said something like that. 
And it was about racism. It, like it's good. So eventually, so what if we just made a law? All, all people need to first have an interracial baby <laughs> before they start procreating amongst right. their family. That is crazy. <laughs> I'm ready to be crazy, man. Oh, I just want to, I want to have thoughts. I like thoughts, you know, and I hope that yeah, things inspire right. thought. It, yeah, listen yeah. to back in the day, the <laughs> Irish, uh, when being controlled by the King of England, wasn't there a deal when they could mate with any woman on their wedding day so that they could make sure that they were bre basically breeding out the clans in the Irishmen by allowing nobility to have first crack at the, at their maidens. And inside of that thought, it's, I'm saying it, it's not like this is something so new. Man. And this one at least goes towards peace as opposed to procreating just my genes. This is actually mixing all the genes. So everybody's eldest child would be an interracial baby. It's I not, mean, eventually, <laughs> as time goes on, everybody, this whole earth will be a mixed race. Eventually, yes. Eventually, I mean, the mathematics don't lie. You know what I mean? Like it would seem to have to be, unless people have all these stick in the muds. Um, they, 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 they have like KKK kind of idiots. You know what I mean? Which is an irony in itself. Because am I wrong? I swear, maybe this is just something I'm making up. But my understanding of interracial porn sold the highest in places where KKK operates the most. I mean, it makes sense because, you know, curiosity, they want to know what it's all about. They don't know nothing about it. So they want to know what it's all about. Well, and, and there's this longstanding um, over sexualization of the of the male of the black male, African-American male, because of the necessity of that, then to uh, show these people as devious and uh, and to make them against society. So that's I mean, long since since since. I mean, since first yeah, desegregation began, there's this desire to to make that as the thought, the stereotype. So moving on, it, it seems it follows suit kind of. I don't know. Well, I meant Kyle, to talk to you way, about way, art way and way uh, down the mood. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're, I, I love you so much, man. This is this is really the conversation I wanted to have, in. because I never did harbor any ill will for having for for you being in, in what I thought was white face, but now I know they were just Kanye West thoughts. You, let me explain the setting too. I'm at a tattoo convention, and just like you did when you came up in the mask, you came up and you stood. Actually, you came up like almost nose to nose to me, like people talk to you in England. <laughs> You know how close people get in England? They're like uncomfortable close. And you're like, dude, is this a necessity? You're trying to kiss me. You came up like that close and like peered into my soul. And you had, a, didn't you have, you had blue like contacts on too, right? Uh, no, I didn't have blue no. contacts. I okay. had the white hair and I had a hat and it said, um, or red hat and it said, um, narcissist in uh, chief and a uh, narcissist in chief or some shit like that. Oh God. <laughs> but it looked like make make american a great again hat so it was, i like got it's kanye you were kanye west thoughts yeah, dude yeah, it yeah. becomes it has more levels now i feel i feel like oh it's yeah it, it's really it's got or, uh, onion so to me though uh it was very disconcerting because i had no idea who you were and all your tattoos were covered up but there's i can i can sense 
it's you, right? Like, you know how you, you see somebody's eyes even through a mask sometimes, you do know, right? <laughs> and like, even when you looked at me through the mask, I, I knew something. I was like, this guy either knows me or thinks he knows me, right? But I get that a lot. People come up and I was in their living room and I was on that show. And they think they know me. So, so yeah, you get that a lot. <laughs> and sometimes engaging it is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I was, yeah, you're glad you think that I can't be talked to uh, because you're probably weird. You might be weird. But at any rate, uh, I, I understood it from a different place. I thought you were putting yourself in a way, but I still didn't see the, the, the harm so much. Is is people imagine equality. Um is this thing that has to be going from the of the weaker weaker is a weird word okay but bear with me here okay I, i'm stupid you know I got you. all right so from from the oppressed let's say side the the equality has to be shown back from there or it shouldn't be given from the power side you thought like like so you cannot if you don't want me to dress in blackface how dare you dress in whiteface how dare you uriel you trusted whiteface. I However, this. if the conversation is truly had and you really open up that thought, you have to take into the, those power positions, you know, in a society that has a, a slave owner on the $1 bill. We don't learn so much about a slave ownership. I mean, I didn't in my school. I don't know of what CRT I mean, critical race the theory wants to teach. On- Half the mm-hmm. streets in my neighborhood are named after slave owners. So, I mean, let's, I mean, honestly, when you put that together, that is, to me, it's racism at one of the highest levels. Uh, owning a person and, and treating them as property, certainly one of the highest levels. Killing them may be worse. You know, I mean, like, uh, but certainly this is, wasn't not a, it wasn't, you know, if you killed your property, you were just an idiot, I guess, is the way they looked at you. But it wasn't like you were going to jail for this shit. You know, well, because it's your property. I mean, we weren't people of mm-hmm. property. In in twelve years a slave, I learned that uh, was a black person couldn't even hold a white person accountable for anything they did against them in in a court of law. It's crazy. You had to have a white person to take your case and be like, he did this against him. And, like, yeah, it is crazy. At any rate, the highest yeah. level of racism Boo, and for it to be Boo. inside of a society like Boo this Radley. and then even to Boo Radley. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, what is that? To kill a mockingbird. You know right? it, baby. Yeah. I did. I did my required reading in high school. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, inside of this society, there is a different power dynamic and I don't I know I, I look forward to people that have this problem against you wearing whiteface, I guess, which wasn't whiteface, but Kanye West thoughts. But I look forward to it because it opens up the conversation. Well, really, and a conversation. None of those people ever about. mentioned it to me. I could tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't think there was. Hey, there's not a lot of people that had this. OK, I shouldn't. That's, you know what I mean? But I can have a conversation once and I'm you know me. I'm prepared to argue. I love love debate. I love arguing. I love irony oh and uh, and I love talking about the things that we shouldn't. I love impolite conversation, I guess, as, yeah. as determined by the government or society. I mean, I don't like people talking rough to each other, obviously, trying to get egos involved. But I love talking about politics, um, race, religion, all that. 
it's it's my favorite ship. And speaking of that, I want to give a shout out to um, Kentaji Brown Jackson for being the first black woman to serve in Supreme Court. I just want to go ahead and shout her out. I'm pretty excited about that, too. Uh, I think these are mod- like like even when somebody can call you an N word like he did three weeks ago. And even we've had conversations. You, we've talked a lot, actually, about the, the microaggressive racisms that you experience being a black tattoo. Art. I mean, we have, right? I mean, we, it's can, not we like can have a whole podcast solely dedicated, dedicated just, just on my experiences alone. Are you kidding me? Even my friends and heroes have nonchalantly ex- expressed to you. You know what I mean? You know what I mean. Yeah, um, mine, mine as well. I apologize for laughing. It, it's not, it's not, you know what I mean? It's, it's the irony here that I'm laughing at, brother. Uh, because in many cases, these are people that feel they are enlightened, you know? And even me, myself, I feel like I'm enlightened. But that's why I'm having this conversation. Because I need to know better. A, a while ago, I really wanted to tell a joke about N-word potato chips. Because I felt like if we had some kind of thing that everybody wanted at their party, and it was the N-word. <laughs> then we could soften the whole, you know, just like bitch got softened. It, 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 hopefully, hopefully the word cunt will get softened so that we can just, you know, at any rate. Man, on, so I this really is the power. This is this. This is the power of words. And so when I make music and, for example, my song Chakras, um, I it, it's the power of words that really compel people and touching people without touching them, that's a gift. And using your words are very powerful. Um, that's telekinesis. Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, actually, I guess you are. I, I was joking, but I follow. It is telekinesis still. You're touching people without touching them and moving them. Yeah. So your words then, you dropping the N-word in your raps? No. Right on. I'm, yes. <laughs> but it's you not mean Yes. Good. It's not for oh, you. Come though. on. So I can't say you just want me to shrug my shoulders and say buddy when I'm listening to your music? Yeah. Are you say saying say you're buddy. not you're not you're not making music for me? I, not that part. Not that part of the song. Oh, is this like porn? I gotta look around the or the penis and not see that and just see the vagina so I can still be straight. Yeah. Don't look at it, just watch the other part. <laughs> So don't sing along at this part because it's not for you, Kyle. That word is not for you. You know, I really don't. Honestly, though, what does happen to me, I, I don't choose to listen. I often don't choose to listen to that word. It still it still has a weird place for me because I know how my friends feel about it. I don't I mean, care. I, honestly to, don't try to, I try not to curse in my, my songs. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say I haven't said that. I definitely have. And it just um, that if that's what the emotion of the song brings out at that moment, then, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to capture that moment the best way I can so everybody can feel it. And now when your fans, white fans of yours, I imagine you want white fans too. I have a lot of white fans. Would it, would I have fans. So I'm when they want to sing along and they want to emulate. Ears, not the skin t- t- color of their skin. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But can't divide from the fact that you, they are that. Okay. So how do they get, like you don't want them all to sing, buddy. They they, they want to feel they need to find, your emotion. They need to find the purpose in the song and not in just that one word. And that is being narrow-minded. And so well, if you're just finding they're, they're, that they're not, right? 
they're they're listening to the whole lyric. They're they're singing along to you. They're your fans. So they, if I they're said into that the word thought. in my word in my song, then you should think about the other words that are before it and after it that uh-huh. make me say that word. No, I don't think they're not right. We're talking about your fans. Yeah. So let's say that they are now that they are thinking about those words. Do they sing along? Do they get to if it applies to them, then they can. If that's how they feel, then they can. Why not? Why not? I'm not going to go out there and be like, you can't say this. No, 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 no. I'm, I, if, if you relate to it, if you feel that's your, your right to say it, go ahead. But there's uh, there's consequences and repercussions. Yes. So you have to you have to think about that. And you, you are one of those people that, like, that you would. I have right. some white friends that say nigga around me, and it's cool. Nobody bats an eye, but in, okay. in some in some in some cases, it does. It does offend other people. It offends right. other black people to call them. I have black friends. If you call them nigga, they're like, yo, don't, I'm not your nigga. Don't call yep. me no nigga. I'm not your nigga. Like now, there's there's a different dynamic. Our uh, friend Stephen Monet fucking room like let's be aware right everybody's pain tolerance is fucking different so what hurts you might not hurt this other person you feel me right and then everybody's acceptance tolerance of the same might be so read the room that's my attempt to do right awareness let's have a little bit more more compassion in our hearts let's let's have a little bit more awareness like for example let's if mm -hmm. if you have a let's understand that you have grown up in an area that has slave owners on the streets name that you paid for your food with dollar bills that have slave owners on the street and this is the highest form of racism and it, it or slave owning is the highest form of racism and then to have that in your face in day-to-day every culture day, every day that's it, a constant it sets reminder up, it's a constant uh, reminder mm-hmm. it's a it's a form of oppression it's a form of oppression it is and okay. the opposite of that on my end is a form of white privilege that most people don't understand because when they feel privileged, they're like, I grew up poor. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not privileged. But you don't think about your race being owned every time or you don't have that back thought, that subconscious. Maybe you're not thinking about it when you just hand a dollar bill over, you know, but it's there. It's a subconscious. There's a thought that person owned a slave. That person tried to hold your race back simply because of the color of their skin or, or uh, the power dynamics of ownership at the time, you know, all this. That's, that, that is a privilege that I, as a white person, am aware of now. But if you told me white privilege before, that, you know, remember when it first started coming out, even the thoughts of white privilege? Like, it, you didn't really hear it much. And I would have been the first to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I grew up on welfare. I grew up in the hood, you know? However, uh, that's where I see it now. It, it, it's, I see it when I travel down south. Oh, did I lose you? No, I'm here. Okay, right. I'm sorry. My mic goes out sometimes, so I'm like, oh, shit. I see it when I travel down south. I see it on um, gravestone in monuments uh, that they've erected and there are arguments now around. I see it in the argument of critical race theory, which I, I find funny because to me, the place to learn theories is in school. So if it's a theory... It doesn't, is someone saying this is right and you should feel bad about this? No, I believe that through an understanding of it, you can overcome the feeling of bad. Like I'm honky, or excuse me, I'm white. And and people have owned, white people have owned black people in this country. Moving forward, I can't, I can't feel okay about that 
if I try to act like it didn't happen. You know what I mean? I have to have an understanding of that being wrong to move on. And once I get that understanding that that's wrong, I feel like I'm liberated from those feelings of white guilt. And and uh, you follow it's I'm talking stupid, I guess. But you follow me at all? I mean, man, this shit is just I don't know. It's tiring. It's, it's very tiring. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. no. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. I, it's just like we are constantly reminded. We are constantly reminded in society that our skin color is a negative thing, you know, and we're always placed in this box, but at the same time, we're the most emulated. Mm-hmm. We, we built this country. We, we built this country. Rock and roll. You know, um, and we're constantly, even today, you can see what happened during quarantine on how we were divided. We were literally divided. Oh, by, uh, I, don't, I don't know that I understand. I, I don't, but I can be aware, uh, you know, I easily get ignorant. I've well, during quarantine, off news. you know, there was the riot that we had, we had riots around the United States. Okay. Yes. Yes. With the during, police. Okay. Yes, like the Black Lives Matter uh, protests and the ensuing riots. As I try so to separate the two, I have, I don't. I have, I have a uncle. I, I live in New York City. I have an uncle um, who lives here and is from Trinidad and Tobago. He is a detective out here, and he doesn't really. We don't really talk. You know, he's very busy, and that's a whole other can of beans. But he called me during those times, and. Um, he told me to stay inside because they're literally looking for people like me just to snatch up. So it's not like a thing that's not happening and people aren't aware. People are aware of what's going on and it's just not going to get swept underneath the rug. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like we could just forget about it and keep going and living our lives. Like it's, there needs to be change. And like people getting into the Supreme Court and these things, these are great. It's a start. But it also it's a start, but it needs to come from our community. It's do you like, think it's, for example, do you think we're headed there? I mean, it's a far, it's far, man. It's far. I don't see it happening where it needs to happen. For example, I mean, and this is just one thing that bothers me uh, with the tattoo community. It's like when you go to a convention, why aren't why isn't everybody just scattered together? Like it does, why are all the, the black artists on one row in one side? I, I feel like I know, or I imagine that? reasons why that are not racist, but I can imagine it would be easy to see as racist. I think a lot of black people come with, the, with uh, louder stereo systems and with a music that they kind of get along with. And then white people are listening to rock and roll so, so the rule other, is that mm. nobody nobody's allowed to bring music the the house oh God, music I is, wish. is stands <laughs> the house music stands nobody fucking brings music shut the fuck yes. up and integrate everybody and have integrate. everybody being, being able to fucking make the same amount of money because i noticed in certain cities we go to sometimes those outer rings they don't make that money 
They don't right. make the money that we in family, bro. You know what I mean? Well, if, like, if I'm, you're, I'm not if you're that it's separated not cool, but- too, no, there's white people that are more scared to go to a majority of black. So if I'm walking down an aisle and I'm just saying, not everybody's going to be this way, but that's there's more of a fear of walking down to an aisle that you would see that was heavily predominantly black. So yeah, there's less chances yeah. that you're going to walk down there. It's going to be less busy then. And well, I know and because I'm not other pointing, people follow the crowd. And, and, mm-hmm. and to and to make things clear, like I'm not pointing any fingers at any of the villain arts uh, community or the people who work there because they do a great job in providing uh, every fucking time a space for us to do what we do. And I love them dearly. But I, mm-hmm. I feel like there are things um, in the tattoo community that need to be spoken about and addressed. And um, it, it just it, it just needs to be addressed because every fucking time, man, it's something. Every fucking show, it's something. Dude, I hear the most crazy shit, yo. And I have I, to I'm really taken aback that you heard that it's in my Chicago. Obli- it's my obligation to tell my Black clients these things that I hear because it is malicious and fucking disgusting what people do to black people, what white people do to black people. It uh, is fa- uh, enlighten me. Uh, are you mean at the shows or you're, follow- you, you're talking about in society in general? I'm talking with- about, all right, so I'm just going to lay it out to you. You know, this is one of the first things I heard when traveling and, you know, I'm ear hustling. I'm just listening to my surroundings. You hear a million conversations and in the booth by me, I'm hearing stories about how, there, you know how we take a universal precaution yeah. and we take our needles and we put them in sharps containers and, you know, people are supposed to do the right thing on some of these forms we sign. You, you, you're supposed to specify if you have any sort of uh, disease or anything like that. So I know beforehand uh, tattooing you, um, everything is copacetic for me to, to, you yeah. know, to know that and be aware um, and take yes. extra precaution just in case. So with that being said, I heard air hustling. The shop uses known said needles from people with hepatitis and AIDS and things like this. They use them on black clients. So I am adamant about telling my clients to go ahead and ask your artist. Anytime you get tattooed, ask them to see the expiration date on a fucking needle. I don't care if it sounds annoying Tell them right. I sent you. Tell them I fucking sent you. And if they got a fucking problem, come see me. <laughs> I like that. I can't be mad about it. You know what I, I do want to do, Uriel? I fucking love you, man. And I've already got you in a position that is is not you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I know this issue and you're passionate, but you're also <laughs> one of the most kind, generous, loving human beings that I know. And because I'm talking about this, uh, it's bringing out a side of you that could come off the wrong way. So I'm going to have to stop, I think. Or yeah. I just have to, I have to at least say that about you, that I know this of you, you know? Yeah, um, I'm adamant about it's that. Dis- that's I'm disgusting here. to hear. I hope that anyone listening, of course, if you're black and you're listening, take that knowledge to, to watch yourself. Um, you don't always know racism. You don't see it. It's not, no one advertises it. They don't put it on their Instagram. They don't put it in their portfolio. If they do, don't go there. If you see a swastika in the portfolio, probably don't get tattooed by that. Um, but also, look for the date. Ask to see the package being opened. Am I wrong? 
the package. I mean, that, that, that should go for everyone. But yes, specifically what we're talking about. Yes, please. look. And at there's them. yes. Yeah, it, it should go for everyone. You're right. I don't uh, this. You know, this is something that was made aware to me by um, a girl that I was tattooing. She's a she she has a mixed child and so as i'm tattooing her uh she's she expressed to me that she had to have conversation and she has her um some of her older children are black so she's she's a stepmother to uh and she had to have a conversation with one of her teens that there were no more hoodies in his closet he was not allowed to buy hoodies and he was not allowed to wear hoodies mm-hmm. and that was something that came and i mean to me as a white person that's where i begin to not understand, but I begin to want to understand my white privilege. Do you follow me? Because I don't have a bit of clothing in my thing that I picked out because of my fear of me being portrayed by a... Actually, I guess I do. You know what I just did, dude? I shaved off all my hair. So I guess I do. I, I hate looking at myself now because I look like like a possible racist. Does that make any sense? I went full Britney, brother. Damn. <laughs> I didn't do it. I, I've got my reasons for it. It's about hair loss and all kinds of stupid shit. I need to get my head tattooed, so that's all more right. important. But um, but I get, but nothing in my closet though makes me fearful. So now, when I do go out, I just realized it's why I was going out to the restaurant last night. I caught my reflection walking in the restaurant. Her fear, like, oh, that's, fuck. That's her. You fear, look like though. a racist. Do you hear her fear? Is yeah, is waking up uh, or just getting a phone call? Getting that- a phone call. That mm-hmm. her son went to go get some candy and is shot because he was wearing a hoodie. Mm-hmm. This is a police officer's um, son as well. So she was a police officer's wife. Her husband was black. He had some children from a prior marriage, and they also have an inter interracial uh, child. So they, yeah. they, 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 I don't know. To, to, these are things that I hope we as white people, at least, and if you're listening, understand these. If, if, when we hear white privilege, we might imagine it like whatever, exactly like I've been saying, like, oh, it's not me. I'm not. And it's not a matter of like what you should feel guilt about. I mean, there should be a certain amount of guilt for sure. But you didn't do that. I didn't own slaves. I didn't make laws against slaves. But if I don't recognize that these things were done by white people, then there's a certain amount of guilt. You know, and even there's guilt now because it is it, somewhat you want to, I shouldn't say guilt, but there's a desire now to do more. That's to understand more. Yeah. And that's dangerous. That's completely dangerous. What to understand. No, I, I think we want to get rid of as much ignorance as possible. I like these conversations because I think they, I hope they help other people talk like that, you know, talk one another because more white people and black people really do need to talk. Even when we talk about uh, at the shows, having the one of the dangers of having not integrated uh, and uh, having a de facto segregated show is that and, we don't have these kind of conversations or we don't have we don't. politeness and tolerance yeah it's good to have these conversations and and have them as conversations not arguments you know we can talk as adults and get our points across i always am scared talking to black people that i am going to come off the wrong way though my intention is right and some of that is um well it's just there's just that oh, and <laughs> i think the, the other PSA. people feel that too here's the psa as we approach the tanning months mm-hmm. uh, know that there isn't a black person in the world that wants to hear i'm almost as dark as you now okay <laughs> 
I just want to throw that out there. It's no, about to get no. warm. Today was a nice day out there. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> Let's skip that, okay? Hey, and and but let me let me let me uh for for black people listening and for yourself for your own notification. I personally believe that when people say that they, they I, they're mistaken, but I believe they are trying to give you a compliment. Oh yeah, great, great. I color. think that it's their desire to say great. that you look appealing hey, no, because of the color of your skin. Hey, thanks, Chad. I feel great. Thanks, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God, I'm I'm giggling too much. To go. Uh, all right, let's get back to acting. You don't mind. <laughs> let's go. Let's get back to the things that we love and we're passionate about. Now that we got the stupid out of the way and the ignorant. Um, you're an actor. So this has inspired more roles after you've done this vampire Kiefer Southern role? Yeah, I um, reached out to my cousin who's an actress and she had an acting coach. And I, I, I tap in with her when I need to... Um, you know, I, if I have a role that's coming up, uh, her name is Mariska Phillips. She's really dope. Um, so if you need a any acting um, classes, she provides them via Zoom. Awesome. Uh, uh, and you can go to her. She's she's just such an amazing human being. Uh, once again, her name is Mariska Phillips. Um, yeah. Walk me uh, through. The, the, you get on this on the first job that you had. That was your first acting. That was my, my first real acting gig, yeah. So you walk into set and put your impressions. Like, what uh, is set? This shit is crazy. <laughs> I got my own trailer. Um, uh -uh. I'm getting fed. Um, I got full-on makeup on. Hair and makeup is done. Um, How long yeah. did that take? <clears throat> uh, a couple hours. Cause you had to get teeth and maybe some stuff around your eyes or something. Yeah, to give you eyebrows. yeah. Heavy on the makeup and um, like veins popping out kind of with the airbrush. And okay. uh, they did uh, the, the teeth and the uh, contacts was probably the most annoying thing. Um, but they were really good. The contact guy, he was, he made, he made them and really? they were, yeah, crazy. Super crazy, but they got to be thick to really cover everything in your eyes, right? And so very they dry. You make your, they make your eyes extremely dry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then you get onto set, but now I mean that's the nice stuff. You got the trailer, you got all that, but you are expected to now. Like I think that's what Act. many of us. I feel <laughs> yeah. The easy part, like oh, I go to sets, awesome, I just hang out. But now yeah, I gotta no, go there. You gotta actually and in front act. of cameras. And, and I'm people, acting with actors, like people who all are all judging you and they're professional. I'm sorry to cut you. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm just talking with you, brother. No, talking with me. Uh, they're very professional. They're actors who are established. Um, like, for example, Burgundy Baker. Shout outs to Burgundy Baker. Um, mm -hmm. She's an amazing actress. Uh, she's on. Uh, you can catch her on The Shy, I believe is on. I'm not sure which network is on, but um, she's an amazing actress. And I really, really, really. Uh, tapped in with like uh, you got to do scenes with her yeah yeah I got to do some some crazy fight scenes like was throwing my body and tackling her and it, it was just a lot it, it was full on man I every, gotta see this a, if you get I didn't see you as the action figure <laughs> <laughs> you were straight up doing some uh, some Wachowski brothers stuff 
<laughs> lightweight. I'm out there doing some, doing my own shit. The choreographer, he was really cool. Um, he was professionally trained in martial arts and stunt doubling and all sorts of stuff. So it was, it was super fun to just do my own stunts. I was able to get a small um, role in a film called Plunder Quest. Um, and, I, and I'm uh, a goon in there and I do my own fight scene in that as well, too. So speaking um, role, too, or? No, that didn't have any uh, parts as, well, as far as speaking. We're getting you typecast the wrong way. They're I trying know. to get you fighting all the time. They want the, you're going to be in the next Matrix at least. But, <laughs> but um, I'm really uh, just I'm putting I just would love to really work with somebody to get me more out there. Um, as, it, it just I just need help, really. Well, that's why <laughs> I hear, too, is it uh, are you familiar with Javo? Um, Rippy, Robbie Rapole's brother? No. He is, he's an actor, and he, he was saying that, too. It's like, you don't just get an agent. You don't just look up in the phone book and... No, it don't work Here's my way. agent. <laughs> they almost have to find you. Like, yeah. one of your first yeah. things to do is be found by an agent. Yep. As, yep. That's why you might go into some place in L.A., I guess, and, and the waiter keeps on dancing or reciting lines just so that everybody around knows that he's a he's an actor well it's he never knows that, when though. he's gonna see an agent mm -hmm. it's not just that though it's uh it's a lot of other facets to it like we have uh, a docuseries that i've been cultivating with our travels with tattooing and um i'm i've been talking to a few major networks uh to get the ball rolling um i have the first episode and a bumper one i filmed in thailand and then another convention in New Mexico, Albuquerque. Um, and uh, with that, I have a tattoo app. It's called the Ink app. And it's available on iOS and Android. Um, and it's basically what do you for, use that tattooers. For? It's mm -hmm. for tattooers and collectors. Um, on the tattooer side, you can book your appointment and you can schedule that. Uh, you have a, a calendar and uh, you can take deposits and full payments through it. And um, you can also, it gives you an interactive map. It uses like Venmo or Cash App or something or PayPal? Um, how do, how do I make to, my... Uh, you can attach it to uh, your account um, via um, Stripe, um, I believe. And basically, it'll go straight into your account. Um, okay. And uh, there's an interactive map where it shows you if you want to be stationary at your shop and, or it can show you traveling. And then on the collector side, It'll you'll be able to see posts from artists like this is the tattoo I want and respond to them or um, see who's in your area, the different shops who are signed up. Um, and so I'm cultivating that. I'm trying to just um, I'm just so trying to have, have a, a gallery, package, a, a whole package a portfolio thing. area. Sorry. Uh, yeah, there's that, a portfolio okay. area for your work and stuff for artists to, to showcase their different styles of artwork um, that they, they make pretty awesome really i mean it's I mean, just straight up, working it's it's straight up tattoo it's no other thing you know what i mean yeah um and we could i could send you clients to say if i had an appointment and i wasn't able to do it and I'm, I'm i'm at the convention and i'm like yo kyle hey do you have time to do this or would you be interested i can send you that referral through the app um right on so instead of telling them trying to find 
<laughs> the, like a Uriel's ah, man. What, what booth number was he again? 63. Oh, you don't know booth numbers. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to walk down here past. Okay. You see that big <laughs> banner up there. Oh, damn it. You know what? Someone else is open. <laughs> like, there's a, um, yeah. So instead of that, I could actually have that person here. Let me see your phone, download this app. Or I could just send the referral to you, actually, I guess, right away. Be like, hey, this person's looking for this type of work. Exactly. And you'd say, I've I've been cultivating this app with my business partner uh, for quite some time. I'm working out some bugs and stuff. But uh, once I get um, some people to wrap their arms around me, um, try to just um, get as much of the shit out there to the people. Well, I hope that I hope joining or adding to this little community, I've got they're listening to us in 50 countries brother tens of thousands of downloads they tell me really important tell them to download my music too uh, oh we are that's what we're doing right you're doing it (laughs) down where do we download your music that shit's free no um no i mean obviously it makes money it takes money to make uh, money so i put a lot of money into music Um, puts it on on itunes or uh yeah i have it on itunes on uh, spotify um, on any major um, platform, title, uh, YouTube, I have a Vivo channel with music videos. Um, so yeah, tap in, please. I have new projects coming out. Um, I just go by my art. My name is my artist name. It's Uriel J. Winfrey the Third. That's that's your rap name. That's my. <laughs> that's I'm my. Disappointed. Name. <laughs> that's my. It's name. your name. Is that your rap name? <laughs> that's I'm my Uriel name. Winfrey the. What the. <laughs> How do you even rap that? What does that rhyme with? I guess it could rhyme with a lot because there's so much to it. Yeah. Most of my music is not really rap, to be honest. I, I do a lot of okay. melody, like melodies, um, harmonies, and I sing. I do a lot of singing. So there's a lot of uh, alternative R&B. Um, I do have a lot of rock influence. I listen to anything from like Sam Hain to Etta James. Like I listen to everything. Oh, good Lord. And those two rhyme. That could be yeah, fun. right. That rhymes. Didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't even try, huh? Uh, it, I, I guess I don't know what to say uh, um, about the music. I'm surprised. I thought it was all rap. Nah, uh, Shockers. I have a single out right now. I just dropped. It's called Shockers. You are some kind of weird holistic kid. You're like meditating or something. Yeah, we Shockers. love to meditate. Do you? Yeah, meditating is is very um, essential, man. Uh, yoga is super essential. It's a practice, so you got to practice. Mm-hmm. You might not be good at it, but that's why it's called a practice because you have to practice to get better. Okay. Um, so yeah, meditating um, it just definitely calms you, especially before shows, and then after tattoo conventions, like being around so many people and energies, like you got to like. You, got you always it. maintain a real cool energy. And I'm guessing that's how you do. Cause I'll get throughout the weekend. I'm, you know I me, mean? I'm riding high all the time at some point, but it just wears me out by Monday and I need those three days, but you're always like very calm, very consistent no, I'm energy. Not, I'm not always calm. I know on, on the inside, it, it, it rouse me up on the outside. Yeah. I might look calm. I might be calm, but I got my days too, man. Like I really right try on. to not um, exert that bad energy on people because it's not conducive to a healthy lifestyle. Like 
It's just, what, what, what do you get for being the tough macho man that's just mugging people all day, every day? Like, well, bro, that shit is exhausting. Stop. Let me, let me give this to you. To the, my understanding, and I think I've come to a happier place. But I believe that what they get from that is they protect the soft little child inside. Yeah, that when we yeah. recognize that child exists, we can actually begin to pity that poor person because of all the stupid choices he was making and shutting off good things in his life. And although he will continue blessings. down that. You're really yeah. blocking your own blessings and your, mm. your energy is just, it's got to be, it's got to be on some other shit, yo. Like, you gotta your manifestations are now bad for your own life. Yeah. You keep looking for the negative and you keep finding it. But other people tell me about manifestation. I bet you're big into it. Yeah, you got to, if you say it, the power of your words, if you say it out in real life, it's going to, you're going to manifest it. You're going to believe it. If you think it, live it. If you talk about it, you sleep it, you think about it in your dreams, you brush your teeth and you're taking a poop, you're thinking about it, you fucking <laughs> live it. You're, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, I know it is because this is a simulation and the doctors, they don't pay a lot of attention or the professors. I don't know what they are. The, in, the sentient beings that, that are controlling us and our vats of gel, but they uh, they see what you need and they want you to give that. They get that because they get energy from harvesting, you know, your dreams and nightmares. So if you want the nightmares, they're going to give you all the stuff you need to make the nightmares, but rather live the dream. And to do that, you got to say it. They got to hear you murmuring in your sleep. Oh, I want to be rich. Oh, I want to want to go to Mars. You know, whatever. <laughs> I think it's working. I think the manifestation is a is got to be a part of that. So you got to have your talk, your sleeping self. You know, talking in his sleep. Well, I, I mean, I guess, bro. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Kyle. All right. I don't really believe that, but it aligns with enough beliefs and it's crazy enough that it, no one can find fault in that idea of a religion because they can't hate you for it. You can be like, listen, I believe in Jesus Christ inside of my fucking simulation. So I'm all safe too. I'll go to your church, you know? Yeah. I don't, I feel like you can slip anywhere with that one. But like, no, nah, yeah, Jesus was, you know, a creation of my own brain inside of the simulation. And I'm cool. So Jesus is cool. <laughs> Jesus is my homeboy. Jesus is my homeboy. How do you, how do you feel of religion yourself? Are, do you have a religion? Um, I grew up, um, I went to a Catholic school. Um, oh, wow. That, those are usually pretty liberal and, and they let you explore and uh, free range kind of, Hey, do what you want, kid. I mean, I was, okay. So I was born in 1984. I'm 37. Um, and, and when I was in kindergarten, my, the pastor, the, his name is father Jim. Um, mm -hmm. He would, he would, was very adamant about the words never give up. Right. And okay. Um, that has always stuck with me. Um, and he would say when I was a kid, he would tell me I was going to be the first black president. Hell yes. He would tell you, was he a white guy or black guy? He was white. Right on. I like he that a little that. bit more, you know, <laughs> like I'm happy that that's awesome. So and, uh, did he tell other people things similar? Or? 
I don't know if he told other little black kids that or whatever, but he told me that. And I remember that shit. And so that stuck with me for the for forever. That stuck with me my whole life. And that you gave might be me, the first tattooed president then, too, if this is your trajectory still. I mean, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and, and you're not beaten to the punch because everybody likes to try and say, oh, uh, Obama's black. I'm sorry. I take a certain amount of pride in Obama's presidency. And I certain take it. Maybe it's wrong, but I take a certain racial pride, too, because that kid was half white. Take pride. So, so you still get to be the first black president. Take pride. <laughs> I do. Honestly, I was I was proud of even no matter how anybody feels about this. And I feel and I, this is a conversation I've had with several right wing Republican friends of mine, and they have an understanding or tolerance for me as this point, because most people either don't like or are trained not to like Obama from this, that side of the political spectrum. However, if he was in any way, but if his election in any way helped racial relations between races or stepped us further to understanding and tolerance or whatever, then he is helping enact the vision of our constitution as all men are created equal and just by being elected, whether or not he's successful, good, whatever, just by being elected. So I, I take a certain pride in that, too, just as a step forward in history. You know, yeah. I can see that. Definitely. Definitely. Anyways. <laughs> and your music, I'm surprised. I've never listened to it. I, is that bad of me? No, no I was that's not bad of you. And that's that's just my problem. I need the help. Uh, to basically get it out to people for it. like yeah I just need um, I just need need some help because I believe in my music my music speaks for itself um, and uh, I just feel it I feel like it's it's what people need um, if you listen to the chakras, music is chakras it, are yours yeah. in a line your own um, chakras they are every day it's a battle man I try to I, I try to straighten them out. I got, I got a lot of things on my plate. I'm a new father. Um, I own two tattoo businesses. I travel. Um, you know, I, I have a sick father. My father is sick. So, oh, I'm uh, sorry to hear. Yeah, he's got Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, he's a Vietnam vet. close to you? Um, you know, he lives in Virginia. So I try to go there as much okay. as possible to, um, you know, make sure his facility is good and the people are taking care of him and he's getting whatever he needs between me and my sister and my, my brothers and, um, and my uncle and just like family members, we just try to make sure he's comfortable, you know, mm -hmm. but it's hard, man. It's hard to uh, juggle all of these things that I do, but I, I do them because it makes me happy and um, it makes me happy when people appreciate it. So uh, I hope that it touches, uh, it touches, touches you. I, I don't know. You yourself have just for me. It's our friendship. You know, <laughs> I've always seen you as a light in my day. When I see Uriel, I'm always excited because I know when I see you, I'm going to come by, we're gonna, I'm going to get a hug. We're going to talk for a brief second. Usually it's not long. You know, we don't have so much time on these tattoo conventions, but I know I always get this energy, you know, this happy, positive. Um, so I imagine your music's got to be somewhat similar. It's got to have your energy, especially when you're calling chakras. It's got to have your energy there. You're a busy dude, man. Yeah. What are you doing to, like, like today? Did you uh, do anything already? You tattooed? What are you doing? <laughs> no, I, 
I took a couple of days off. I have a guest spot um, in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, I leave on Tuesday, so I'm just getting some stuff um, packed up and ready to go. Well, I look forward to uh, to seeing you again at the next convention and uh, into talking with you and seeing your career explode beyond what it already is now, no, no matter which direction you take it, brother. I truly appreciate it, Kyle. You're one no of problem. the goals that I look forward to seeing you and Candy um, really put a smile on my face um, at the shows. And I truly appreciate your kindness and love. Good, because we feel like you're family to us. Everybody on the road is family to us. And to hear anybody having a hard time in our family, especially from other people that might be part of our family, is even more hurtful. You know, <laughs> and I, don't know. I want that. I want to give you that. <laughs> I love you, brother. Uriel J. Winfrey, mofos. The third. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> Take care, brother. We love you, man. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, bye.